people who are biting their fingers in fear. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself. Yeah. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. It's an experience. This is the Kairos Moment with Pastor Jack on Active FM. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Kairos Moment on Active FM. It's so good to be with you wherever you are listening from, whichever part of the world you are listening from. My name is Jack Shirwa. I'm the pastor of the Full Gospel Church of God in Johannesburg South in South Africa. And it's such an honor and a privilege for me to just bring a little bit of inspiration in your life. I don't know what you're going through right now, but let's start off by um, praying, uh, opening in a word of prayer, and then uh, we'll go from there. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to thank you for this uh, beautiful opportunity that you've given me to do this interview. I pray, Father God, that as we chat with my guest in studio, I pray that you would speak to every heart that is listening and that you would just minister to them in a very special way in Jesus' name. Amen. So in studio, I've got a friend, a colleague, a brother, hallelujah. His name is Dietmar Mura, Mueller. Um, he's all the way from uh, Durban. I knew him from Durban, but he's also been all over the country. Um, he's an evangelist by calling. He's serving God, but he's also a businessman. And this is what makes it very interesting. So he's got one foot in ministry serving God. But he's also a businessman. So I just want to welcome him uh, in studio. Good morning, uh, Dietmar. It's good to see you. How are you doing? Hey, Pastor Jack. Thank you for such a wonderful introduction. It's great to be here with you. It's an absolute honor, a privilege to be here with you. And I mean, I've always looked up to you, you know, the man of God that you are, how you are ministering and pastoring your church. So for me to have to be interviewed by you is an, it's a tremendous honor. And um, yeah, for the listeners, I hope that this really inspires them, it changes them. And if there are folks here tonight that's in a pitfall uh, and they feel that, you know, they've got nowhere to go, may our message to you today bring you hope and an opportunity and inspiration that you're not at the end. Absolutely. There's more to life than this. Amen. I love that. There's more to life than what you're going through. Whatever you're going through, I, I want you to quit what you're doing. Uh, stop what you're doing. Stop all the distractions right now. And I need you to sit and listen to this because you will love this. This is real life. So let's start off by asking the question, uh, Dietmar, uh, who is Dietmar Mueller? Who, who, who are you? Where were you born? How did you grow up? Tell us a bit about yourself. Mm. Yes, Pastor Jack. So I was born in Pretoria and uh, my dad actually walked out on us when I was six years old. Sure. He, he left us when, when I was six and uh, I've actually just saw him once a year and that was for, for, for our birthday. Wow. Um, then apart from that, my mother, who was a, a, a police officer, she was in administration at the police station. She had to look after three kids and she never had the finance to actually look after us. We many times in our childhood years we stayed with other parents we stayed wow. with other households um, mm. i remember when my dad left us we actually stayed uh, in a garage so we took wow. a single garage we partitioned it in two um, by a curtain so my mom would stay on the one end and we'll, my, me and my other two brothers will stay on the other side mm. and then from there we we moved to a small town called dalmas where i finished my high school and even at that point, I, I stayed in, in, in a friend's house. Uh, 
stayed with friends and we never really had our own place until we went into high school. Um, there, because of a lack of a father figure and knowing now what I did not know back then was my mom was also emotional scarred. Mm. So we grew up in a broken home where there was no love. We didn't know what love was. We didn't know what love feels like. And more than that, we had no father figure. We had no mentor, no guidance. Mm. And so for me personally, I, I always wanted to be the best mm. in whatever I do. And I remember in school, the idea I've had of success was to be popular. Yeah. So then in school, I was drinking a lot. Um, I tried to be the, the, the class clown because I wanted that acceptance. I wanted to experience love. And yeah. that's the only way I interpreted love back then yeah. was that type of attention. And I thought if I am the best drinker, I will be recognized or I'll be accepted. So I drank a lot through school um, and not knowing that it actually was not good for me. It, uh, the, 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 the path I was about to go on after school was, was very bad. And um, I remember when I finished school, I was so used to drinking that when I started getting a salary, the yeah. first thing we would do is go out and drink. Every weekend, every day, we'll oh. just go out because that was the person mm. I started to become without even knowing it. Mm. And mm. at that time, after school, now I have no guidance of a father figure. Yeah. And um, I remember when I finished school, I said there was an opportunity to go work for my dad, to get to know my dad. And I yeah. went to go work for him for two years. But that was a very hard time for me working for my dad because um, he was very abusive. Sure. And not knowing your dad at all growing up and meeting him for the first time after school and then to see he's not the role model that you in expected, mm. he's not that father figure, mm. that really hurt emotionally. Mm. And I then left. I left uh, Nalsprite yeah. and I then went to Pretoria. Yeah. Funny enough, what a lot of people don't know is that in 2012, yeah. I needed a father. Mm. And I said, I said, God, I need a father. Yeah. It was within two months mm. that he took me out and he took me to, to Pretoria. Yeah. And there I had a very bad time. I, I rode two cars off mm. because I was drinking. Yeah. Um, I was even locked up in a holding cell wow. the one Sunday night because of alcohol and that was the i think the biggest pitfall in my life as a young 20 i was 22 23 at that stage mm, if i can interrupt you there because um you've already mentioned some of the key um areas of of pitfalls in your life mm. um if perhaps you can then highlight some of those worst pitfalls i heard you speak about the fact that you were growing up without a father i would say that that was one of your first pitfalls growing up without a father. Can you, can you just highlight to us um, some of those other pitfalls in your life that you think uh, caused life to be as terrible as what it was? Yes, absolutely. So without a father, because I had no father, I had wrong friends. Mm. So the influence sure. that, that led to um, engraving pentagrams on my arms um, and having black eyeliner, listening to uh, uh, heavy metal music mm. and, Cutting myself. That led to wow. 
Yeah. Cutting yourself. Cutting myself on my on my forearms. I actually, when I was in high school, uh, because of depression, I engraved a pentagram on my forearm. Yeah. Now, Dietmar, that is important because you are in ministry. I'm in ministry. We are always dealing with cases of young people cutting themselves. And there might be young people listening to the program now, and maybe they cut themselves. They don't even understand why they do it. Mm. I think it's very interesting that you've highlighted that. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I did that was because I felt rejected. I felt mm. alone. I felt like I'm not loved. But and what does a pain do for you when you cut yourself? How does it make you feel? It, make, it, it numbs the pain. It numbs the, the, the loneliness. It, mm. is, it is not just that, but it feels like I deserve the pain. Wow. I need to experience that pain wow. because the, it's my life. Mm. That is what it felt like. And mm. that being said, what drove that was alcohol. Because yes. now I'm in school mm. and I stayed in the outbuilding in the back of the, in, in the yard and I would drink and I'll drink. Mm. And then I'm being tormented in my mind to say I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this life. And then I'll cut myself to mm. numb that pain. To, to take away the, the pain that's in my heart yeah. for that moment and draw it towards the pain that's going on on my arm. Wow, wow, amazing. And the fact that you grew up without a father, you know, Dietmar, I also grew up without a father. Wow. And, and, and um, I've, I've always said that whether you like it or not, you get affected as a young person, not having that father figure in your life. So it's very interesting that you've, you've spoken about that. Uh, tell us a, bl- a little bit more about some of the other worst pitfalls that you that you had in your life? The worst pitfall I, I would say I had was when um, it was that Sunday night when my dad came and visited me mm. in Centurion. Mm. Uh, it was one of uh, the local artists. He's a very well-known uh, local South African singer and it was his birthday. Mm. And my dad invited me there and we, and I, that was the point where I said, you know what, I want, I want to change. It yeah. was at that point in my heart, I said, there's got to be more to life than this. Yeah. And I remember saying to my father that I don't drink anymore. Mm. I've decided to stop drinking. And he was yet encouraging me, have one beer, have one wow, beer. Really? I'm, your, I'm your dad. I came all the way from, from Nalspray. Drink with me. Wow. And I then did that. Wow. And the pitfall was that night... Um, I was I was I was so drunk. I went and laid in my car. I slept, and I got up, and I was under the impression it's two o'clock in the morning. Mm. Meantime, it's seven o'clock at night on a Sunday, and it's in Pretoria, so there's a lot of cars. And um, I hit the back of a taxi. Sure. I hit full on. I passed out behind the steering wheel, and I hit the back of a taxi. Mm. And uh, luckily, that taxi was empty. But I remember waking up and the airbags exploded and mm. I looked around me and I couldn't find my phone and I felt alone for the, for the first time in my life. I really, really felt alone. Mm. Uh, the police came and I said mm. to him, I was like 100 meters away from my house when this happened. Yeah. I said, I'm just around the corner. They said, no, we'll take you there. But they went, they drew blood and then they locked me up that night. And sure. I said to him, before you lock me up, let me make one phone call. And I wanted to phone my dad and his phone was off. Mm. And there was a big life lesson that I learned that the people that you surround yourself with impact the direction you are going. Mm. And um, the one that encouraged me to, to drink and party with them 
they were not there when I was at the lowest point in my life. Yes. It was just me and myself. Mm. And that, to me, today was, I think, the biggest pitfall in my life mm. um, was in 2014. Wow, wow. And, and Dietmar, uh, tell us generally now, what is life without Christ? So, so what you've narrated to us is a, is a young person who is growing up without Christ. Would you like to highlight to us and just paint a picture? What is life without Christ? Because a lot of people think, man, I've got the money, I've got the good job, I've got a good career going for me, um, I've got a girlfriend, um, I've got this and I've got that. Why must I worry about Christ? So just paint a picture for us. What does life without Christ look like? It's empty. Mm. It's mm. empty. Mm. There, is, there is that void that mm. no money can fill it, mm. no treasure can fill it, mm. no amount of alcohol can take that away mm. it's it's like when you get married you find your soulmate yeah, yeah. he is your soulmate mm. and you can go through life do whatever you want to do but he's that he's that last piece of the puzzle that yeah. needs to go into the center of where your heart is mm. he fits that mold sure. and without him you will like the bible say you'll chase after treasures of this earth and you will not receive the joy mm. um all, I can gather all the treasures of this earth mm. and I can be, I can be empty. Mm. And that's what it feels. That's what it felt like to me sure. without, without Jesus. But there was a, a miss. There was an emptiness mm. that nothing could fill. Nothing mm. could fill. And I was pursuing that. I was sure. pursuing that through drinking. Yes. I was pursuing that emptiness through uh, trying to be accepted by people. I was pursuing that, that, that empty, but, trying to become a successful businessman mm. without Christ. And whichever way I went, I failed. Sure. Whichever way I went, um, that, that void wasn't filled. So my one word to you, uh, Pastor Jack, without Christ, it's emptiness. Wow, wow. You're listening to um, the Kairos moment, and I'm doing an interview um, with, I call him evangelist uh, Dietmar Mueller. Um, he's not very much into titles. He doesn't mind me calling him, uh, addressing him by the first name. But this is important, people. This is important. Whoever you are, wherever you are, life without Christ is empty. And um, he's told us a little bit about his upbringing and his story, how he grew up. And everything he did was trying to fill the void, the emptiness. Because all of us, every human being has an emptiness on the inside of them. And, um, and they're looking for either love, they're looking for acceptance. And as we have heard that he grew up without a father, same as my background. I also grew up without a father. Uh, um, I also grew up feeling rejected. Um, um, if perhaps I would like to just ask uh, uh, Dietmar to just go a little bit into detail and, and speak about uh, the rejection itself, uh, the, 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 the feeling of rejection in your life. What, what did that do to you? Uh, Pastor Jack, the rejection of life made me feel that I'm not good enough. Mm. Like, it made me also not want to take risks. Mm. It made me also not want to be myself, to sure. be the person that God sees me, the person that God sees me that I am. Mm. Um, not to come out of my shell. And mm. the rejection of, I will just, wherever you are, if you accept me, if you're a bad influence not, I'll go with that. Mm. And... Um, if, if you don't mind me sharing a, a, another pitfall sure, story, sure, yes. was because of sure. because of 
that rejection, mm. I went with um, I went with friends. I'll never forget this day. Mm. It was in Hatfield, uh, Hatfield Square. We used to go there every weekend. And we'll drink, and because of the influences of people, I was accepted by the type of people. Um, we went on that night. We wanted to get weed. Sure. Yeah, and I remember going around drinking, and now. I'm a target, and this is another thing that I've learned is that I'm in the right there, and then I'm in the kingdom of the devil. Yes, and he right. he kills and destroys, mm. and that's another part of my life without Christ is that mm. you're being abused and thrown around like a dirty rag by the devil. Mm. And that night I went and I was looking for 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 weed, and this guy came up to me, and I don't know how he knew, but he approached me, and he's and 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 he said, "Do you want some weed?" And I said, yes, yes, please, can I have some? And he bumped into me and he saw me as a victim because I was so intoxicated that he then took advantage of me and wow. he gave me a plastic bag, um, a rolled up brown paper bag and said, it's in here. And I, and I remember, I don't remember how much money I gave him, but I gave him money and I took that and I went around the corner to open it. And when I opened it, it was nothing. It was, nothing. it was nothing. It was a brown, it was a newspaper that was rumbled up into one bowl and there was nothing in it. Wow. Worse than that, I then tried to take my phone to phone my friends and I realized my phone is gone. Wow. So the, this guy bumped into me because I was intoxicated. I didn't know that he just pickpocketed me. He took mm. my phone and because I didn't know at that time it was taken, um, I went home with my friends. I went to my friend's house. I slept and I thought, okay, maybe the whole night when I couldn't feel my phone, I thought, okay, maybe I left it in the car. Maybe it's at home. And when I woke up that morning, I still couldn't find my phone and no one knew where my phone was. So I then reported it stolen. But that night, from, from that night to the next morning, the guy that took my phone spent 10,000 rand of airtime because that phone was under contract. Oh my word. Ten thousand Rand that I had to pay back to Yo. to the to the service provider. Mm. And because the contract says that I am responsible for it, no so, matter So it was an open contract. It was an open contract. My goodness. An open contract and the guy spent ten thousand Rand on SMSs. Wow. And all those SMSs were lucky draws like lottery. Yeah. And uh, I remember fighting with the service provider saying it was not my fault. And I said, well, we don't, it's not what your contract says. Your contract says you take full responsibility for it, yeah. even if your phone gets stolen. Mm. And, and at that age of 22, 10,000 Rand is a lot of money. And sure, I didn't have that money. So I had to go and take out a loan and pay that money to, to the service provider. Mm. And that was another pitfall of the, the, the form of rejection, the, the influences that I went with, mm. the bad influences, that in the kingdom of Satan, he destroys you more and more. And a lot of people don't see this. They think, okay, um, I'm drinking and now I lose, I lose money. Exactly. Or I, 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 I write my car off or my phone gets stolen yeah. or there's relationship problems. Yeah. Yeah. But the demon that's involved there, mm. that addiction is what brings that destruction. Because exactly. People think that when you and I, Pastor, when we preach and evangelize saying there's the, 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 the Satan of this on this earth, he comes out to kill, seek, and destroy, and people think, well, you're making it up. They don't understand that he does this in stages. Yeah. It doesn't happen right now. He looks for a vulnerable soul 
and then he latches on you and slowly but surely he'll lead you to suicide exactly. he leads you to 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 car accidents exactly. um alcoholism kidney failures mm. all these mm. things are a result of of him mm. and that was a major pitfall in my life and even again going through that yeah i didn't call out to god sure. i was blinded by this <laughs> by the prince of mm. this world thinking this is life exactly. this is what happens exactly and again that's what i experienced without christ wow and isn't it interesting uh didmar that you 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 are lured into this lifestyle with a group of friends but the moment you get into trouble they are not there i mean when you are arrested by the police and you are locked up in the cell your friends were not there when you lose your phone and you are fighting with a service provider about this huge amount that you need to pay your friends were not there and yet when these things you know when you were indulging in all these things your friends were there to to kind of incite you to to go for it and to do these things and yet when you get into trouble they're not there yes and that is the part of rejection because you walk around feeling rejected and these type of people accept you mm. you think it's acceptance but what they actually are doing is they they they're toying with you they're mocking you they're abusing you they're using you and you are okay with it because you feel accepted sure. and i will never forget that i've had a friend that um that I took in yeah. that I thought was my friend mm. and I started hanging out with them and we'll go out drinking and go to clubs yeah and just the one day they turned around and threw me away sure just like that so we mm. don't want you here anymore mm. we don't want you around us mm. and and then I left and the thing is cuz I grew up in this environment yeah. for me that felt normal yeah cuz that's yeah. the only thing I knew yeah Yeah. That's life. Yeah. Go on to the next crowd of similar people because the person that I was, I attracted, go into the next crowd getting accepted by them only to see the same results later on. Sure. It was a constant circle of damage, damage, damage. Exactly. Because of the yeah, no father, wrong friends, mm. one thing led to another. Um it's so important you know to have absolutely. to have the right guidance from a from a very young age absolutely the last question i'd like us to discuss uh, didmar is um, the same way we say about god that god is no respecter of persons um i i i would like to say that the enemy satan is no respecter of persons satan doesn't care whether you're white he doesn't care whether you're black he doesn't care whether you're indian he doesn't care whether you're colored It doesn't care what type of background you come from. He comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. Mm. Can can we talk about that for a while? I mean, it's not because you are black that you you go through the stuff that you go through. It's not because of your color of your skin. Mm. It's not because of your status or your background. But it's because you've we've allowed the enemy to do these things to us. Mm. Mm. 100%. That is like God like you say, mm. and he doesn't look at your color. Right. You're a soul. Mm. You're you as a person. of value to God. God mm. has placed in a tremendous high value on your life mm. and God, and Satan wants to destroy that. Mm. He and a lot of people will then go and say, "Yeah, no, it's because of 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 my my upbringing or, or I never had this these privileges or um whatever the case may be." Mm. But it's not. That's right. It's if there's only two kingdoms. It's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Mm. And both these kingdoms God loves you. Yeah. The devil does not. Yeah. And like you say, he doesn't care about what your race is or what mm. your upbringing is or mm. what 
what happened to your dad or your mother, he he comes and kills and destroys. Mm. And as long as you are in his in his kingdom, that is going to be the fruit that you will bear. It's only when you get Christ that you experience a whole new sight to, to life. It's literally like the Bible says, your eyes are open. You right. see the kingdom of God. You mm. enter into the kingdom of God. Mm. And then when you come into the kingdom of God, there you see. It was never about my color mm. of my skin. It was never because of my race, my mm. upbringing, because um, I'm white, Indian, black, or Chinese. Mm. It is because I'm a soul, and God loves that soul. That's right. And I'm a soul, and the devil wants to destroy that soul. Wow. And wow. There's no, it's just one. That's just, it's amazing how good God is. Um, yeah, all I can say is God is awesome. Amen. And Jitmar, I'm going to ask you to pray uh, for whoever is listening to the program right now, wherever they are, uh, just, just uh, you know, say a prayer for them. And, and, um, and then we're going to follow up with your interview next week where we're going to look at your turning point. But would you please pray? Awesome. Father God, we come to you in the precious and wonderful name of your son, Jesus. Lord, we are praying for everyone that's listening to this. Mm. Father God, if there's someone that's sitting here and saying, you know, I don't completely understand what they are talking about, yes, but I want to experience this Jesus mm. that they are referring to. Lord, yes, I pray that, that you will go enter into their hearts, reveal mm. yourself to them, Lord. Yes, Lord. If, if there are people that are sitting here tonight, I can relate to what he I'm going through what he went through, mm. and I want that change. Yes, I want you to just open up your heart and to allow Jesus to mm. come into your heart, to allow Jesus to, to change you and say, Lord, even though I don't understand everything, mm. I allow you to come into my life yes, and Lord. change my life. We, come, we pray for people that are battling with addictions, that, mm. are, that, are, that have suicidal thoughts. Yes, I pray, Jesus, that you'll just... Touch their hearts. Renew them right now in Jesus' name, Lord. Yes, Give Lord. them that hope. Give them that comfort, Lord. Comfort them in the time that they are in. And Father God, I pray for everyone that's listening to this, yes, to this conversation, this interview, Lord, that you will bless them in a mighty yes, way. In Jesus' name, in Jesus amen. Name. Amen and amen. Beloved, this has been the Kairos moment on the Active FM. It is so much of a privilege to have uh, my friend and my brother, uh, Dietmar, Mueller. Um, we're going to have him again next week, so please don't miss out. Um, he's going to talk about the turning point. There's so much else that he's going to talk about, the achievements in his life, how God has been able to bless him and raise him up. Um, and so please don't miss out next week, Tuesday. God bless you.
This is my song. 